It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Woohoo! Lots of volume on that, baby. Holy smokes. Hello, everybody. How are you guys? Good to see you. Um, let's make sure that I'm actually broadcasting. I think I am, right? You guys can see me, correct? Yep, okay, you got me. Yay, all right. So, today, we yeah, we are going to do questions about the road rally because we are just days away from the event. Um, I gotta tell you, man, it's chaos around here at the office. It's just crazy time. Um, you guys can't even imagine how many details go into making a road rally. Little itty bitty things like, uh, oh, at 2.15 on Friday, we need this kind of connector connected to that projector, which has to come from this location. So we assign a staff member to go from that location to another location bring a projector, make sure this cable is there, and then make sure that that connector is there, blah, 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 blah. As a matter of fact, um, Ariana or Liz, if either of you are watching, which I hope you are, can you bring me a copy of the Rally Bible so I can show it to these guys? Excuse me. Yeah, it probably is thousands. I always say hundreds, but it's thousands. Um, of, of details. No, you do need to imagine. I, I want some sympathy. The staff and I want some sympathy. It's crazy um, how much uh, stuff goes on. This isn't the revised one. Oh, it's tiny too. Shoot. Uh, do I have a big one or did I throw it? Be right back. Okay, this will have to do. Thank you. Yep. Anyway. So, here, I'm just going to pick a random page. Um, this is just one instruction on one page. Uh, 1 p.m. on Thursday, Thomas puts phone on night bell. Liz calls Angel and Tom at X number for any last-minute items we may need from the office. Liz and Thomas call taxi to double-check that outgoing phone message has been altered and double-check the phone is on the night bell. Liz locks office and sets alarm, departs for the Westin. Liz and Thomas depart for the Westin. Um... Angel calls in to order food for staff to go to the hotel, an assortment of burgers, sandwiches, fries, blah, 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 blah. That's just one entry, and we've got like 30 pages of that stuff. I mean, the most incredible minutia. Um, after one-to-one -one mentoring sessions conclude, Ariana heads over immediately to registration and leaves Thomas uh, to make sure the room is locked up and mentors and mentees are out of the room and then head to registration. Angela also heads back to re registration. Um, I mean, it's just on and on. It's crazy. Anyway, it's done. Um, we are ready to roll. Ooh, my lighting is a little odd today. Uh, and uh, I'm excited about it, really excited about it. I hope you guys, if you have any questions, now is the time. I see you guys talking about Composer Catalog. Um, which I absolutely, uh, I, 
the busiest, most successful taxi members that have the most music on air. Wow, I turned green. <laughs> um, all love composer catalogs. So that tells you something. If the guys who have 20,000 cues or 20,000 placements or like Keith LeBrant himself, uh, the inventor of composer catalog, I don't know, 100,000, 200,000, some crazy number. Um, anyway, uh, they all use it. It's a cheap thrill and well worth it. Uh, okay, so Road Rally. Uh, that's funny. I'm not green to you. That's good. I'm slightly green. I look like I'm about a minute away from puking my brains out. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got a few questions here. You guys didn't send many in. Um, for those of us at the beginning, how do you use the rally to get started? You know, Adrian, that is an amazing question. That's maybe the most important question of all. Um, I didn't design the road rally to become as warm and welcoming and supportive as it is, but that's what it turned out to be. Uh, it goes back, I mean, the road, this is our 26th road rally. We've been doing the road rally longer than some of our staff members have been on the planet Earth. Kind of proud of that. And in the beginning, I just thought, wouldn't it be cool? I, I would go to other people's conferences and be on their panels and the moderation was terrible. They'd go, okay, I'm the moderator. Um, you guys, can you tell everybody what your typical day is like? That was a panel. Uh, and then I started doing these um, meetings. I would go, I flew to Chicago, Dallas, New York, San Francisco, and Miami. I think that was it. And met with a group of like five to 10 taxi members in each city. And we just ordered up like a bunch of great food, got ourselves into a conference room at a hotel and spent the day brainstorming. Sometimes spent a whole weekend brainstorming ideas for taxi. And one of the people said, why don't you do a conference? And I went, I don't want to do a conference. I was like, they're a crap ton of work. And uh, the more I thought about it, you know, it's like nobody out there at the time was doing a quality conference. They were largely disorganized. Many of the panelists didn't show up. The panelists that did show up were like local people that really, they didn't have anything to offer the attendees, you know? So we started doing one. All that to say, I didn't do it for the purpose of networking so much. I did it for the educational aspect. Um, networking has become a huge part of it. The friendships, for, forget the industry, forget networking for business purposes, just the friendships that are forged at the Road Rally. I'm amazed by how deeply connected so many of our members are all over the world. Not just like, oh, you're from Wisconsin too, me too. Not that. It's like, you know, somebody in Vienna, Austria can be friends, close friends and a collaborator, just like friends for life with somebody from like Spokane, Washington. I mean, just stuff I never expected. So um, the thing I want to say for, for new people is number one, don't let yourself be intimidated or don't intimidate yourself into thinking, oh, I'm going to go. I'm not going to fit in. I'm going to be a wallflower. You will probably make friends in the registration line before you even get your badge. Um, 
everybody's just like so easy to meet. People that are ridiculously um, shy tell me every single year for the previous, well, the, you know, the previous 19 that we did live, um, or however many we did live, uh, 23 before the pandemic hit. Um, every year people come up to me and go, you were so right. You know, I'm literally like almost agoraphobic. I rarely leave my house. I love nothing better than being jammed into my studio every night, you know, just like avoiding the world, making music. That's my happy place. I never ever thought in a million years I could go to an event with a couple thousand people there and, and feel like I fit in, like I was immediately welcomed and accepted. And, and that's what I hear from everybody. Um, my uh, taxi member my, who's become a friend named Henry Winkle. Um, Henry's late 60s, early 70s, um, almost a hermit in an affectionate way, you know. Uh, he's very uh, comfortable around his, his circle of friends, I would say, is a safe, safe statement. He did not want to go to the road rally, and he was getting disappointed with Taxi. And I said, dude, you need to go to the road rally. Anyway, he went kind of under protest, but I give him a lot of credit for having the courage to go. I saw him there the first night during registration. He had a big smile on his face, told me I was right. He loved it, blah, blah, blah. He made some incredibly good friends at the road rally, and now he wouldn't miss it. So there you go. So, um, wow, John Pearson says, I'm an introvert, but the rally brought uh, on the extrovert in me. Uh, it sure helps when you're surrounded by like-minded people. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm, I'm basically an introvert. Uh, I am. I'm much, if I go to a party, a bar mitzvah, a wedding, any of that sort of stuff, I, I don't partake in the event. I'm the guy that's going to be standing in the corner either talking to my wife, who's usually, she's very sociable, or talking to a close friend. Um, anyway, First year at the Road Rally, plan out which panels. I would say start with the ballroom panels for the most part if they are appealing to you and that's the kind of stuff you want to learn. Um, the classes, one thing I will tell you about this year's Road Rally, um, Angel Maradiaga, who is our CFO and in charge of putting together the mentors and the classes. Uh, we sat down before she started the process this year and I asked her if we could whittle down the classes a little bit. And we really went over the list and, and took out some people that I thought were, they weren't teaching stuff that was that applicable to our members. And just because they were good at teaching it, it doesn't mean that our members, I know our members really well. So I wanted them to get really high quality, very poignant, classes this year and I feel that the classes this year are the best they've ever been at any road rally so there's that um, but if I were a first-year person um, just know that you can walk up to anybody and say um, how many rallies have you been to or have you been to a lot of rallies I need some advice and you will find that they will be more than happy to give it to you more than happy um, you're gonna love it uh, I, I think I've maybe had one or two people in 25 previous years of doing road rally, well, 23 live ones, where somebody said, ah, I came because you told me to, it wasn't that good. But okay, whatever, curmudgeon. Um, 
Oh, Pat Wara is mentioning something. Yes, on the taxi form, which I don't talk about as much as I probably should, um, there's a great thread on how to prepare for the road rally. I will tell you that I am probably going to keep the ballroom a little colder. It's normally fairly cold in the ballroom. People all bring hoodies and sweaters for in there. But just to keep the airflow moving in there a lot for COVID reasons, um, I'm probably going to keep it a little chillier. Um, Okay, uh, Peaches Cranko has a question. Uh, the luncheons were limited seats due to COVID. Any similar safeguards for registration? We're opening registration at least two hours earlier this year. Um, and we're gonna police the line to try and keep people spread out as much as we can and keep as many people out of the zigzag line room. We don't want it to get so bunched up in there. Um, we are going to have every registrant will get a mask. We're bringing, I want to say, 5,000 masks with us. So uh, in your goodie bag will be a mask. We will have other masks in strategic locations. You can always go to the taxi registration desk and get a mask. Um, I bought more hand sanitizer than a, a hospital probably would. Um, oh, crap, that reminds me. Oh, no, that's coming tomorrow. Never mind. Um, so we have hand sanitizer all over the place. The hotel has hand sanitizer stands. There are just some things that we can't help. Uh, the bar, you know, I know that people are gonna get drunk and they're gonna be <laughs> spittling all over each other. I'm not going into the bar. I normally don't really anyway, but this year I'm gonna avoid it like the plague. Um, it's, I'm trying to think what other stuff we're doing. We were going to spread the ballroom out into four sections. Turns out section D has a lower ceiling that wouldn't have accommodated the video screen and possibly the pipe and drape for the back of the stage. So it's going to be the same size ballroom as always. Um, I would say that you should wear a mask. We, we're not going to enforce it, but just common sense would tell you, okay, I'm going to be in a ballroom with a thousand people. Although Come on, I went to a football game a month ago that was in an indoor stadium of like with 70,000 people. Um, I went to a, a wedding a month ago with 350 people, literally like sweating, um, dancing like a rave, shoulder to shoulder. Not one person got COVID at that. Um, not one. Um, no mask unless you're in a medical building. Yeah, it, it's... The masking thing is dying out, but you know what? Use common sense. If you're in a ballroom with a thousand people, there could be 200 people in there that are deathly afraid to be there. So just out of courtesy, put on a mask for the hour you're gonna be in there. And I would imagine that the first hour during the keynote interview and the opening of the rally, the ballroom will be very full. The ballroom is usually pretty darn full for some of the listening panels. Uh, the Robin Frederick thing is almost always a full ballroom. So just pop on a mask for an hour. Uh, and if you're in the ballroom, you know, a lot of times the ballroom is half filled because there are really good classes going on upstairs or whatever. Um, and, and if you're really concerned, sit in the back of the ballroom where there's always like wide open seating in the far from the stage, it's the far right corner. It's just like wide open, nobody back there. So there you go. Um, Fretman wants to know, and this is a great question, um, USB sticks versus CDs. Well, 
most of the listening panels, uh, the music played is going to be pulled at random from playlists uh, built on disco from submissions that came in for listings. So no CDs or, or um, thumb drives needed for that. Um, on For the Robin Frederick thing, we are going to, um, I'm going to send a couple people out into the audience like midway through her panel and have them randomly grab some CDs and bring them up. CDs. We don't want USBs because we don't want Robin Frederick or anybody else, frankly, on our staff taking USBs that could have cooties all over them uh, from, you know, they could have COVID cooties on the USB, but they could also have computer cooties on the on the USB. See, I just saw some spittle come out. Could have been COVID spittle. <laughs> anyway, um, so CDs for that particular, for the Robin Frederick thing. Um, to give out at the luncheons, you could go either way. Um, you could give out CDs or USBs. Um, I've seen people do do both. Uh, it's like nobody's got a CD player anymore, but actually I, I think CDs kind of still serve a purpose, personally. Um, Pat Wara, if I have to cancel last minute for COVID, for example, can I resell or gift my luncheon tickets? You would have to talk to Angel. It's not as easy. They, you couldn't just sell them or gift them to somebody, have them show up and say, Pat War gave them to me. Not that simple. We've got a, a much tighter um, uh, security protocol going on with the luncheons because we always get people that show up and say, I paid for it. I, you know, blah, 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 trying to weasel their way into a free meal. So we have to be really um, careful on how people get into that luncheon. Uh, Irina Shiloh wants to know, what is the parking situation for us locals? Um, parking situation is the hotel has discounted parking for road rally attendees. I honestly don't know what the dollar amount is, but it's a pretty good deal for hotel parking. Um, and should we be there around 1 p.m.? I, I, if you're talking about Thursday for registration, Sure, people people start lining up at 6 or 7 a.m. because they want to have first shot at uh, after, right after you register and get your badge. Then you run over to the um, mentor registration. People get in line really early because they want to have first crack at, at the mentor of their choice. We tried so hard to come up with an alternate solution this year that would let us do some sort of staggered thing or some sort of lottery or anything. We considered like five or six different ways and we just couldn't come up with anything that was easy to implement, or easy for the attendees to understand and get it right. Um, we couldn't come up with a better way. So the end result is we're opening registration at three o'clock in the afternoon because truth be told, We've gotten so good at getting registration set up for the last couple of live road rallies that the staff was kind of done with the setup at three o'clock, sitting there twiddling their thumbs till five, which was the official opening time. So we are going to open earlier. I don't know if that's really going to help alleviate the, the line buildup. I hope so, because we can't uh, typically that room with the zigzag line in there holds between five and eight hundred people. Um, we talked to the hotels about putting like a, a big fan blowing in there from the hallway um, 
or from the lobby and another big, you know, like three foot exhaust fan on the back door. Some people were concerned that that was just moving COVID germs around. I don't know that I agree with that, but you know, I ain't no doctor and I don't work for the CDC. Um, anyway, um, we're doing our best. We're doing everything we can. We're encouraging masking when you're in a crowded room got hand sanitizer all over the place. We've got wipies in the one-to-one -one mentoring room. So if they're, um, AKG is gonna be supplying headphones uh, for at least the mentors, probably the mentees as well. So we've got alcohol wipes uh, at all those stations. So we're doing everything we can. And I don't wanna be so brash as to say, ah, don't worry about it. Um, common sense. Common sense and courtesy, that's all we can ask, and hopefully we won't have any issues. Look, somebody somewhere is always getting COVID every day. Um, thank God uh, somebody I know just had it a uh, um, couple days ago, and they said the only really bad part was an earache they had for a day, which Advil took care of. Other than that, it was basically cold. So it's not the COVID we knew when the pandemic first struck. I think that's a pretty safe statement, although like I said, I ain't no doctor. Um, so yeah, self-parking, discounted, I'm sure. Should we be there around one o'clock on Thursday? Probably fine. I, I can't tell you, Irina, what time people are gonna start lining up or how important. Look, if I didn't want a mentor, I would show up at like six o'clock Thursday evening. Although you'd miss some good networking and, and hangout time. Um, question, one song per CD for Robin? Yes, absolutely. I'm really glad you asked that question. Yeah, because let's say one of the people that we send out to grab random CDs, they come up and they hand Robin your CD. It's your lucky day. And Robin's going to say, which song? Song one, song two, song three, song four, just one song. Pick your best. Certainly not going to sit there and listen to four of them. What panel part will be virtual and when will you post it? None of the panels that are happening between Friday, Saturday, or Sunday are going to be broadcast virtually. None of them. However, on Monday and Tuesday, we are going to do um, a virtual road rally, the sequels as we're calling them, that are going to be very much like the virtual road rally last year, but not three days, just two days. As a matter of fact, um, Ari, can you do me a favor, please, and bring in the uh, that sheet that I took into your office this morning that had the, the SQL panels listed, and I'll read those off. Um, can you pick up your badges any day? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Ken Messford's bringing reel-to-reel -reel tapes. boy, Ken. I like that. Whoops. Paul Croteau, I will have a guest. Do we need to register them in advance or do we do that? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, tomorrow's the last day to register. You need to go in and add them. Um, go into your taxi profile and add them. Otherwise, it, it, you know, when we've got hundreds of people standing in line that first night, last thing, okay, can you spell it one more time? Can I see your driver's license? Yeah, just type it in now, please. Um,
Do we still need volunteers? Um, I think Matt has all of his volunteers nailed down. Uh, we can always use help offloading the truck. Um, so the truck arrives at like 10 or 10.30 Thursday morning. Um, it, it There's not a lot that's super heavy in the truck um, and your help would be much appreciated. Uh, should Lyric Sheets have your contact and taxi ID printed on it? Um, your taxi ID really isn't going to help if you hand your CD uh, to a friend um, or an industry person. They don't care what your taxi ID number is, but they do need your name, your phone number, and your email address. Um, Ken Mesford, do you need volunteers for setting up, etc.? I booked an early flight be killing some time. Well, I hope you don't go to prison for it because I've heard that killing time uh, is a capital offense. <laughs> uh, of course, if time stands still, it makes it easier to kill it. Ba-boom! Um, um, when you say an early flight, what, what time are you getting there, Ken? <laughs> um, just walk up to registration and say, I'm here, I've got time to kill. Um, do you guys need a volunteer for something? And if we do, we would appreciate it and point you in the right direction. Um, how much is parking if we don't stay at the Westin? I, I think it's the same whether you're staying there or not staying there. It's Road Rally guest or not. Um, discount, I know there is a discount for Road Rally attendees. Um, Arena, I, uh, thank you for organizing. I can't believe this is free for us. Neither can I. I would love to charge $500 a ticket. I could, um, I could make a lot of money on the road rally. But you know what? We never set out to make the road rally a money maker. The road rally was all about spreading the love. You know, we just figured if we do everything we can to educate our members about the business side, how to make music that's not only better, but writer, <laughs> as in more right, for what people are looking for, we just wanted to help elevate our members so that they had a better shot at finding success through taxi. It's that simple. Um, scrolling down. I'm saddened by the fact that I will not be with you. Um, Liz, can you go ask Ariana if I can borrow back that sheet that I gave her this morning? Uh, of the sequels. Apparently, Ariana's not watching the big show. Um, keeping the road rally free was the smartest thing Michael ever did. <laughs> well, now the smartest thing might have been marrying my wife, but maybe it runs close second. 95 watching and only 31 likes. Come on, give us some love, people. Um, Thank you. Okay. Uh, Anacote just smashed it. From Paul Anthony Land, question, not pertaining to the road rally, how does one prove their song is free to license and how do you check a song is clear to license? Um, I won't give you as good an answer as a music attorney or a publisher would, but the bottom line is 
did you write it? Um, did you write it? Is your name on the copyright? Did anybody co-write it with you? Um, did the people who played on it uh, fill out, um, what do you call it? Not right to work. Um, I can't think. My brain is rattled. Anyway, um, they want to know that there's nobody that's going to come out of the woodwork and say, hey, hold on a minute. I co-wrote that, number one. Uh, work for hire. Thanks, JP. Um, they want to know if there are people singing or playing on it that didn't sign a work for hire that might come out of the woodwork later and say, well, hold on a minute. I came up with that lyric. Um, so you just need to get some simple paperwork done. Um, most people will do it. You know, tell them that when you hire somebody to do a vocal, say, and I'm going to have a work for hire for you to sign um, when the session is done. And very few people wouldn't sign that. Um, which day do you recommend to attend for someone who can't make it for the entire road rally? It all depends on what your interests are. Um, I don't know. There, there isn't like a better day or a worse day. Um, first of all, in your goodie bag, everybody gets one of these. Do you know, thank you, inflation, how much would you guess that it costs us to print a 64-page booklet per unit? What would you think that would cost? I'll give you a hint in that it costs twice what it cost in 2019. Thank you very much, inflation. Wow, you guys are guessing really high. Per unit, per book? If it were $40 per book times a couple thousand attendees, that would be $80,000 just for these. Yes, it is uh, four color. Um, all right, I'll tell you, it, it was $4 per unit, give or take a few cents. It was $2 per unit in 2019. Our economy is awesome. <laughs> Unless you need to print a couple thousand of these. Um, anyway, uh, Jan Weiland. Yep, $4, Jan. <laughs> That's a great price, by the way. <laughs> Not as great as when they were $2 a book. Anyway. Uh, oh, I was going to read some stuff off. Print is so last century. It is, but when we first start doing these members loved having everything consolidated in this book. Um, we've got it on the internet. People can access it on their phones, but you know what? When you're looking at stuff like that on a phone, you can only see part of the page and you're sitting there scrolling and sliding and pinching and unpinching. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, Printing is expensive. Uh, okay, so let me tell you what we've got going on here, okay? Uh, this is just in the grand ballroom. 
there are classes going on, but there are too many for me to read off. But just in the grand ballroom. Opening remarks. Michael Lloyd will introduce me because it's just a tradition and he's funny and strangely funny in a good way. Um, then I do a welcome to the road rally thing where I get all sentimental and probably cry on stage because nah, I, I won't cry, but I have gotten choked up up there. Then I'm so excited about this. The keynote interview with Michelle Bell. Um, VP of Creative at Rock Nation, which is the company JV, uh, Jay-Z founded that is management, publishing, record label, all, all that stuff up under one roof. Um, and uh, she's the head of publishing. I've literally watched her go from, she was a hit songwriter, um, f went from Ohio to New York City. Uh, she worked at a small town newspaper in, in South Canton, Ohio, if, if memory serves. Um, ended up moving to New York, and at some point, uh, because of all the networking she did as a writer and a blogger about the music industry, um, she ended up becoming a pop songwriter and a really good one and a producer. And her melodies, lyrics, and production talents have contributed to the sale of over 40 million albums with artists like J-Lo, Britney Spears, uh, Sean Diddy Combs, who changed his name to something else the other day. Um, Timbaland, Mary J. Blige, and Nas. She's expens exp expensive. She must have bought printing. Extensive experience licensing songs to the biggest film, TV, advertising, game, tech, and digital platforms around the world. Um, she was also a taxi screener for three or four years. Um, but I, I've just watched her build her career. And if she can't inspire you to become successful, because she did it, you know, one step at a time, and, and it worked. Uh, okay, so that's the keynote. Then we're moving on to how music supervisors choose and use music with my friend Mason Cooper. Um, maybe the most articulate music supervisor I know. Um, very chatty in a good way, very verbose in a good way. Um, very detailed in what, what he explains um, and really enthusiastic about sharing what he knows with people. Um, he himself is an accomplished um, musician that eventually became a publisher. Um, God, the people that were on his roster, uh, his publishing roster, were incredible. Anyway, moved into music supervision years ago, and he's going to do what we did with Laurel Ostrander, um, where she took a reality show and would audition music and see what worked and what didn't and talk through the whole process. He's doing that with some films. Um, Robert De Niro's in one of the films, a couple other really big people, so that's cool. Um, and he's actually... I think there are a couple of cases where it was taxi member music that made it in. There was one case where the taxi member music was going to make it in. And because the person didn't cross their T's and dot their I's and didn't have um, the the ability to uh, sign off on, on the final license, the, the song got yanked from a really good movie. So that was sad. Um, yeah, Alan Parsons, just about literally 12 days ago, just said, you know what? I can't make it this year. I want to make it, but I can't. He he had really, really severe injury to his back that required surgery, which required him 
to cancel a bunch of his tour dates. And then once he was better, his booking agent went to town and booked him like crazy. And there, there's no way he could have made it back from wherever he was in time to be live at the road rally. So he owes me a big favor, right, Al? You do. And you're coming next year, right? You better. <clears throat> Just saying. I'm watching you, Al. Um, I mean, Alan, sorry. British proper, all that stuff. Um Alan Parsons' presence was just a project after all. I know. I, I was so excited about interviewing him. Uh, we've tried before. Uh, and once again, um, can we get a copy of that book if we're not attending? Um, you don't have to pay. But uh, I don't know what good it will be to you. But sure, after the rally, I'm sure we'll have some extras. Um, okay. How music supervisors choose and choose and use music. Um, and then panel that was inspired by you guys because very few people actually knew what an NFT was. <laughs> what the frick is an NFT? New income for your music or oversold hype? And I'm actually having my friend Tony Van Veen, who's the CEO of Disc Makers, moderate that one. Um, We've got Cheryl Engelhart, who actually is an independent musician, very smart, hardworking uh, lady who created an NFT and went to town with it. And she's going to relate her experience. Um, we've got Ryan Gaines, who's the CEO of Mutiny Recordings, film and TV licensing company, who happens to be very, very uh, tuned into the whole NFT thing. And he introduced me to a gentleman uh, whose name, there it is, Bill Starkov, who's the founder of the NFT collection Apocalyptic Apes. Um, he's considered like a top tier expert in the world on NFT, so he's on the panel. So you know what, uh, like, like we said, it's the early stages. If this is what we think it is, you don't want to be late to the party on this, I would be in that panel. I'm going to be in that panel. I'm not moderating it, I'm going to be in that panel. So that tells you something. Um, then film and TV song pitch and feedback panel with Stephanie Reed, director of creative at Black Toast, Mason Cooper, music supervisor, Ryan Gaines from Mutiny. See how I book these things? So I've got the guy, you know, you have to consider that when you're booking panels. You can't book somebody on a 9.30 a.m. panel, then book them on a 4.30 in the afternoon panel because it's Los Angeles. What are they going to do? drive home an hour and a half and then drive back an hour and a half um, for that later panel, then drive home again an hour and a half. So um, you have to think about who is on which panels and, and kind of get them clustered together so they don't have four hours to kill. Um, one that I've been working on today uh, that I'm now feel I wasn't feeling so good. Last night at midnight, I was not feeling like this was coming together. As of about 11 o'clock this morning, I feel like it really came together. We have a definite plan, really good information, and that is creating and licensing film trailers and TV promos. Um, it's, a, it's That industry has gone through a rebirth. Let, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Five years ago, 10 years ago, um, people like you probably couldn't have gotten your music into very many film trailers. It was a pretty close circle of film trailer composers that worked at a very high level. And it was pretty requisite that you had to be able to like conduct a live string sec section or um, conduct a full-on orchestra, you know, like, like um, 
big boy stuff in, in big boy studios with like 40, 60, 80 pieces live. Um, and so people would do demos in the box and then get those things charted and then take them to a real studio with the real orchestra and that's the way it was done. Um, sampled music, sampled sounds have gotten so much better just in the last five years, even like the last two or three years. Um, and, and musicians' ability to use those sounds really, really well has dramatically improved to the point now where it, it is not as much or even part of the golden rule in trailer world that people like you aren't allowed to uh, do trailers anymore. And Random Purcell is one of our members. Uh, he's Mr. I get up at 4.30 in the morning to work on my music guy. Uh, he really hunkered down, started getting a lot of placement through production music libraries, but really wanted to concentrate on the trailer thing and became quite good at it and, and landed himself a job working for a publisher. And all Randon does is create music for trailers. So the thing is now, there are somewhere between five and maybe even a dozen libraries out there, production music libraries, that largely cater just to the trailer companies. And the trailer companies don't just sit there and listen through the music and go, oh, that's really good. I think I'll put that in my trailer. The creating a trailer is so unbelievably complicated and intense that even I, I was pretty blown away. I watched some videos last night while I was researching to, to write my questions for this. And I was so blown away by a couple of videos that I saw that I sent them to Randon this morning and said, let's take pieces of these two and spend 10 minutes of your panel time playing these videos so people can understand. Um, it's not just like you take footage from the movie and, and sit down for an afternoon and edit it together with all the exciting parts, although that does happen sometimes. Um, it's much more complex and it's actual advertising and marketing with research and testing. Uh, they, one of the videos I watched talked about the four quadrants, males between 18 and 25, males 26 to 55 or 65. Same thing for females and those are the four quadrants and they will decide who is the demographic, which of the four quadrants does this movie um, most appeal to and they will go for um, all four in a perfect world. But it talks about how the music is part of that, the sound design is part of that, the editing style. Do you have big actors? Are they gonna draw certain people? So there's so much more that goes into a trailer than you would ever imagine. So we're trying to give you the big picture on how well thought out, well planned and well executed trailers are, as well as Randon playing you some real world examples uh, of work that he's gotten um, booked. Okay, I saw somebody um, asking, where to go? Is there a list of mentors? Yes, there is. It's actually go to taxi.com slash road rally. Um, everything you need, everything that's in this book with a couple of rare exceptions is on our website. Um, this book is a little more updated than the website. Um, excuse me, there may be some typos or some people. For instance, um, I just added uh, a guy named Michael Kruk to the panel we're doing on composing um, for films, scoring films. Um, 
Crux, a, a friend of mine, he called me up. He goes, dude, I'm doing a class at the Road Rally. Frankly, I did, Angel takes care of booking the classes and the mentors. I didn't know that she booked him. We live in two different worlds until the very end. Then we bring everything together and look for collisions and rubs and disasters in the making. Um, so Kruk called me up and goes, Lasco, there's a panel you're doing 15 minutes. It ends 15 minutes before I do a class on that subject. Can I get on the panel? So yes, I put him on the panel and then he's going to take a deeper dive on scoring uh, films in his class after the panel. Um, I like Michael Kruk. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. He's a really good guy. I like him a lot. Um, somebody asked the question, are we going to be listening on phones? Yes. And, and that's one of the myriad details that we had to take care of is some phones have an eighth inch jack where you can plug headphones in. I'm looking around, you know. <laughs> there, that little thing on my forehead. Yeah. Um, guess what? Newer phones like my relatively new Samsung S22 doesn't have a little round hole down there to plug that sucker into. So you either need Bluetooth or you need an adapter that goes USB-C to eighth inch ring tip sleeve. So we had to go out and buy a bunch of adapters because we don't want people sitting there. Well, the headphones aren't Bluetoothable anyway, but we don't want people um, taking up a lot of time with tech. So we had to go out and buy 50. Um, oh, we bought headphone splitters. So you and uh, if AKG comes through with two pairs of headphones at every listening station, you and the mentor will be able to listen simultaneously. Um, so I had to go out and buy 50 Y cords. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, bring the appropriate dongle for your phone. Did you ever think we'd live in, a, in a, an age where a word like dongle, I mean, when I was like 12 years old, I thought that was a dirty word. Apparently not. Um, Peaches wants to know any info for us catching the shuttle from LAX to the Wesson. I'm glad you asked that question. I talked about it last week, I believe. Here it is again. This is really, really important. The level of LAX that you come out on, uh, if you check your baggage, the, the ground level with the baggage carousels is not the level where you are going to catch the Westin shuttle or any shuttle for that matter. You need to go up to the upper level where departures is, walk outside to the curb and look for a red sign that's about this big, probably 14 inches high that says hotel and other shuttles and stand by that red sign. Uh, the Westin claims that their shuttle comes every 15 minutes. Um, I fly a fair amount. Uh, and I park my car at the West End rather than some of the ridiculously expensive um, airport parking stuff. And I have found that some days that West End shuttle does in fact come every 15 minutes. There are other days where it doesn't. Um, wouldn't be a bad idea to have the main switchboard phone, uh, phone number for the West End on your phone. And if you've been standing out there for 20 or 25 minutes and you're not seeing a shuttle, keep your eyes peeled by way. By the way, there are a lot of shuttles. Um, Call the Western front desk and say, I'm waiting for the shuttle, and they will radio the shuttle and find out where they are and how soon they'll be at you. Peaches says, dongle still sounds dirty to me. Peaches, you're my kind of girl. 
I've got a sick mind for stuff like that. My wife says I can find a dirty joke in almost anything. But I can't remember a joke, and I can't tell a joke to save my life. So there you go. Um, Pat says he's waited for an hour for the shuttle. Yeah, I came back um, from somewhere overseas, like a 14, 15-hour flight one night, and got to the airport, and it was around 11 o'clock by the time I exited the building. And I waited for an hour and a half for the shuttle. And I kept calling the Westin. And finally, after like five or six calls, uh, I said, look, I don't mean to throw my weight around, but I throw the biggest event at your hotel. I'm not asking for special treatment. I just want some treatment. Don't tell me that the shuttle is halfway around the loop when I, you know, that was 40 minutes ago and I've seen no shuttle and I'm standing, it literally, like the red sign is touching me. Uh, and, and I'm looking at every single shuttle that goes by, and every shuttle other than Weston has gone by. And when the guy arrived, did I throw a hissy fit? Why, yes, I did. I was a raging a-hole, sorry to say. But you know what? He deserved it. I think the guy was hanging out in a parking lot somewhere, um, like eating his dinner. Uh, where's the nearest electronics store to the Weston? Honestly, I have no idea. I will tell you that Century Boulevard um is it doesn't have one um which is the main drag out in front of the hotel and i wouldn't go walking around century boulevard unless you're with a large group of people it, it it's not all that safe it's it, there's a homeless encampment uh, at the 405 where the 405 freeway overpass is um that is um probably a mile from the hotel so you don't want to walk by that um, I don't know. Um, I would order it from Amazon and have it delivered to the hotel to your attention. Now, I've got Technica, I think, M50s. Um, they're supposed to be good for mixing, uh, and they do sound good. The the screeners here at Taxi, when they were under our roof, now they're all remote, but they used to use the AT20s. And, and they're good. I mean, we don't buy like spectacular headphones for screeners. First of all, they get damaged, they disappear. But more importantly is um, kind of like NS10s. There's an NS10. They don't sound great, but if you can make something sound great on an NS10, it'll sound great out in the world. So the screeners use the AT20s. They sound pretty darn good. Personally, I think they're a little fat on the bottom, just a little, uh, but I'm really picky. Um, I miss Radio Shack. <laughs> Is there any kind of shuttle to a shopping center with a supermarket or anything like that? That's a great question, Mark Feel. I don't know. But you could call the Weston switchboard and ask. I mean, they've got shuttles. Um, yeah, that's true. You don't want to try and walk to stuff around LAX. Um, what can I say? I'm, I'm saddened and embarrassed that the city of Los Angeles, remember the movie Escape from New York and then they did Escape from LA? I think that those movies have become reality in both cities. Uh, you're totally safe in the hotel standing. Uh, you know, I know all the people who smoke weed. Oh, they, they moved the cigarette smoking and weed smoking area further away from the hotel. Um, 
Robert Stoner is the, is the road rally mostly for learning, attending panels, and not selling yourself to anyone? Well, it depends what selling yourself means. If you're just going to walk around, if, if I don't mean this to sound harsh, Robert, but if you think walking around a CD, running up to every panelist going, here you go, this is the greatest music you've ever heard. You really need to listen to it. You're going to want to sign me. That's like a, a bad dating approach, and it's a bad approach at the road rally. Um, as I've said a million times, if you see somebody on a panel and you think they're a good fit, people in the industry aren't generically looking for just any good music. They're looking for music that's right for the project they're on. And a lot of musicians tend to think, my music is so great, it's just going to be wonderful for everything. That's not the case. But if you see somebody on a panel and you think that they're your if they say, yeah, right now I'm working on a on a movie and we've got a scene with a 14-year-old boy that just went to his dad's funeral and he came home and he's sitting in his bedroom. I've used this example a lot, right? Um, and he's sitting in his bedroom lamenting the, the, the loss of his dad and they need a, a sad singer-songwriter song that's about loss um, and you've got one. Then you walk up to the person that was on the panel and say, by the way, I saw you on the panel before. Um, I heard you mention you're looking for songs about loss um, in, in the non-relationship, not like my girlfriend left me, but um, when you left me, generic loss, somebody's gone, you know. Um, if you've got that, you could walk up and politely mention that. Get right to the point. Don't walk up and obnoxiously say, Hi, my name's Robert Stoner. I'm the greatest songwriter in the world. You should hear my stuff. People tell me it's awesome all the time. Don't do that to them. That, that's a turnoff. Um, uh, Glenn Ruger wants to know, is there a discount for membership for attending guests? Yes, there is. I believe it's $100 off. Um, go to the taxi registration desk and say, I'd like, my friend here would like to join. Can he please get the discount? And they will take care of him. Um, whoa. I saw something about food prices. Bring your own food and beer. Are the food prices more than the hotel prices? I don't understand. Does that mean... No, they don't include three squares a day with the hotel. Food does cost more. Hotel food, no matter where you go, not just Los Angeles, not just the West End, not just the Road Rally. You know, let's face it, a burger at a hotel... And the burgers at the West End are really good, by the way. Um, I'm guessing they're probably $13. That's like hotel burger price. Uh, but... Brace yourself for this. I, I went to McDonald's a couple nights ago, uh, got a quarter pounder with cheese, small fry, small drink, the number one meal. It was 13 bucks. <laughs> I, I don't know where you live, but inflation is, is, it's a deal here. Or it's not a deal. It's a bad deal is what it is. Use a vaporizer, says Libby Harrison. Thank you. Um, yeah, so many people like, wow, I'm in California. I can smoke weed in public. And there would be like 10 people smoking weed and cigarettes right out in front of the hotel. So they moved them like, 
another 50 feet away. You could walk through the lobby of the hotel. It always smelled like weed. I mean, up until recently, as soon as you landed in LAX and left the airport on Century Boulevard, there was a giant, like, electric blue billboard uh, advertising a company that delivers weed to your doorstep. Welcome to Los Angeles. Gummies. The rally is all about meeting people, getting energized, learning new things. If you have music ready to deliver, have an easy way for new contacts to hear it. CD, biz card with link to the website. There you go. There is a Thai restaurant um, right next door. Literally, it's like 50 feet away from the Westin. Yeah, gone are the days. No kidding. Remember in the early days of COVID, you'd go to the McDonald's drive-in and, and you'd get that same meal that I got for 13 bucks yesterday or the day before. Um, you could get it for like $5.72, tax included. Wow, $25 for a burger. Yeah, there are, there's a Subway, Taco Bell, and a Denny's. Yeah, I went to um, a Jersey Mike's sub shop over the weekend and got the small Philly cheesesteak and a bottled iced tea, and that was... 13 bucks. It's crazy. <laughs> Honestly, song from a headband, I don't remember if I ate the sardines that you gave me in the gift bag of food, chocolate and drinks I gave you at the 20th Road Rally. Probably because I never met a food I wouldn't eat. <laughs> I don't remember. That was six years ago. I, don't, I, barely, I had to think really hard about what I ate this past weekend. I'm getting old, dude. <laughs> Best coffee at or near the Westin? Honestly, I think the Westin coffee. Um, usually in the morning, I have not bring up coffee to my room at like 6.30 in the morning. Um, I've got to say, I've been... I'm picky about my coffee and I'm kind of surprised at how good it's been. Um, Michael Bruce Miller wants to know how many registrations do you have so far? Um, how much money do you have in your bank account? <laughs> now I'll tell you, it's, uh, we don't keep that a secret, honestly. Um, last time I checked, which was about five hours ago, we were just under 2,100. I want to say like 202060 I think or 2065 something like that so approaching 2100 uh, which is slightly under um, I, I think we broke 
2,200 in 2019. Last year for the virtual rally, we had 2,800 registrants, but nobody had to get on a plane or drive a car. Really easy to come to a road rally. All you have to do is, you know, put your laptop on your lap and watch it from your couch. Um, I heard Taco Bell was closed. Is it still available for us? Well, if it's closed, it's closed. Betty, I don't think that, oh, the road rally's in town. Let's go hire a staff and open it right back up. I don't think so. Yeah, inflation is real. Absolutely. Is the hotel friendly for gluten-free people? Um, I, I haven't memorized the menu, but I could tell you the hotel restaurant, which is actually, um, it's called the Daily Grill, and it's a, a small chain here in Southern California. And they concession their space in the hotel. They rent that space and split the profits or something with the hotel. Um, I think the Reuben sandwich is one of the best I've ever had. Their burgers are good. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about the Daily Grill. I will tell you that on Sunday for lunchtime, because we're not doing a uh, an eat and greet lunch on Sunday, the the hotel restaurant tends to get really busy, so the wait times can be a little infuriating. Um, so plan accordingly. Don't think that you're going to duck in for a 15-minute burger right before a panel that you're dying to go to. Plan to wait a little while to get a table. Um, also, we're experiencing this thing in L.A. where restaurants are having a really hard time getting workers. Are you guys experiencing that where you live? Where uh, it's like people just don't want to go to work anymore. I don't know. I, mean, I think the government has done giving them, you know, free money. I don't understand how people are surviving without a job, but uh, I mean, so many restaurants I've gone to have signs in their windows practically begging people to come to work there. Arena, I love your attitude. You'll spend a lot of money and eat restaurant or junk food, food deal with it. It's only three days. You're right. You know what? You are absolutely right. Right. Uh, Michael, will you be taking a well-deserved vacation after this rally? Um, I actually am. Um, the day after the virtual rally um, ends, I'm getting on a plane um, and going to meet my wife, and we're taking a little vacation. So, yes, the answer is yes. Normally I don't, but this year I am. Um, Oh, if you couldn't attend every day, I, you know, honestly, I just don't know what to tell you. Um, it all depends what your interests are. Go to taxi.com slash road rally. And, you know, pretty much the entirety of this book is there. And you can see when all the panels and classes are. Pick your day according to what your taste and what your needs and, and what you'd like to be educated on. Um, and if you can, stick around, you know, like till 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night to take in like the jam room or the open mic or the bar area, um, you know, wear a mask, put a hole through it with a straw. Um, Betty says the Western restaurant, Western restaurants usually helpful for food allergies. That's good. Um,
Andre, are you coming or not coming? Uh, I did see an email from you. By the way, I want to apologize. So many of you, people think about me and think about the taxi staff and the company as a whole every year, much more when it's rally time. So I get tons of emails from people, everything from, you know, I'm going through um, radiation for cancer, um, which is obviously heartbreaking and scary. Um, just want to let you know that my mom just passed away. I won't be able to make it. All kinds of stuff that people email me. Honestly, I, I'm like, I worked till midnight last night. Um, I started my day at, at 7.42 a.m. yesterday and finished working at midnight. And other than going out for a sandwich, um, I'm that pressed for time and have that many. Look, I'll show you something. See if I can find it. Where the hell did it go? Hold on. That was last week. That was just the stuff I wrote down last week, okay? <laughs> That's a lot. Um, so I feel terrible. I mean, people are sending me these heartfelt emails, uh, and Andre was one of them, actually, I believe, saying that he may or may not be able to make it because of travel restrictions. And I thought Andre had already said, yep, I'm going to be there. Um, John Pearson says, took me five road rallies to attend all the classes I wanted to attend. A lot of road rally classes overlap because there's so much great info at the road rally. Yeah, one thing that we do try to do is if there's a panel that we know is going to have a lot of interest for a lot of people, we will typically have one well-taught class on that subject as well at some point during the weekend. So you can make one or the other. Why don't you set up tours of big scoring stages and studios? You're in LA. Surely you have the connections to be able to get some field trips during the conference. Oh yeah, Bill, whatever you're smoking, bring some to the rally for me. Do you think I have time? <laughs> and, and that during the rally with like, I don't know, somewhere close to a hundred speakers, panelists, mentors, every one of them, it's like, I didn't find, I lost my parking pass. Do you have an adapter or a dongle? Um, my books didn't show up for my booth. Can you go find them in the bowels of the hotel? We have a member that just passed out from drinking too much. We have somebody whose plane was delayed and they can't do the panel. A million little things like that going on during the weekend. I really don't think I can take the time or anybody on the taxi staff could take the time. Okay, everybody, come on, let's all get on the shuttle bus and leave the road rally that we just spent the last three and a half months putting together so we can go get a tour of a scoring stage. I'm sorry, Bill. I don't know you. I'm sure I love you. Um, but no, it, <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> Um, it's that frustrating to get all that mail. It makes me feel really bad. It makes me feel like a horrible person. When somebody writes and says, I've got cancer, 
that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. It's a life-altering deal. And I feel bad, but I literally could spend an extra two or three hours a day just answering the, I'm going to see if I get the new tires on my car and I'll determine if I come to the road rally based on that because the airport's too far away. From, I got this one. The airport's too far away from where I live. My tires are balled down to the threads. Um, not the treads, but the threads, the woven fabric inside the rubber. Uh, and, and I can't come to the rally if I can't get to the airport. Well, dude, didn't you already buy your plane ticket? Anyway. 82 watching and only 60 likes. <laughs> oh, you're funny, Marion. She's my biggest cheerleader. Um, Uh, why am I going out for a sandwich? Why don't I eat dinner leftovers? I've got to tell you, um, I love to cook. Love to cook. I, 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 I love to cook really complicated stuff. I, I'm also happy taking, I take sausages. The, uh, I forget the brand, but you know, it's like a, a kielbasa in a hot dog package. I will take one of those bad boys, wrap it up in a paper towel, put it on a paper plate, stick it in the microwave for one minute, 30 seconds, take a small street taco flour tortilla, put it on the open flame of the gas stove with a pair of tongs, and get it crispy and black on the outside in spots, and then squirt French's yellow mustard, roll the tortilla around the now crispy, shriveled up looking hot doggy sausage. Uh, and, and that is dinner some nights for me during the road rally. So I don't have leftovers is what I'm trying to say. Um, So Andre, you're not coming. I'm trying. I'm not vaccinated. Couldn't gamble and cross the border Thursday morning. Had to cancel my hotel room. Can't pre-buy my ticket to fly out of Bellingham so I wouldn't get charged. Really sad. I'm really sad, Andre. I was so looking forward to meeting you in person. I feel like I know you. Um, Michael did the haircut on the calendar. Oh, you saw that. I had to write it in red. Yes, I got the haircut. And I told the guy, I, I wanted to look like I didn't get a haircut. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you want to... Look, I know it's dangerous holding up my calendar, but there's nothing on there like, you know, buy a pound of weed or um, anything I'd be publicly embarrassed about. So... I, I thought about that before I held it up. It's nothing but road rally. Nothing but trouble, I tell you. Nothing. Um, when, oh, uh, whoops. Let's see. Who could possibly be texting me at this hour? One of my daughters with a picture of a grandkid. Um, oh, Johnny Sartorio asked, when will you announce the sequels? Um, probably in an email that will go out tomorrow and at the latest Wednesday, um, give you an idea of some of the, all the stuff that are going to, the sequels are virtual road rally panels or interviews that are going to be held on Monday and Tuesday, um, right after the rally is over. And so these are the things that are going to happen. 
Um, composing orchestral music in the box, a master class with Mark Giovanni. That's a repeat from last year. I got to tell you, I was so blown away by that that I made up my mind right then and there that if we ever did another virtual rally, that that was going to be aired, and uh, it is. It was that good. Um, then I'm going to interview Bob Mayer from Black Toast, uh, getting more sync placements for your music. Um, with one of the smartest and best production music library owners I know. Um, Banzoogle is doing a thing called How to Build a Pro Website for Your Music. I love Banzoogle. Um, I cannot say enough good stuff about that company. And uh, I've actually seen the video. Watch the video. If you think you don't need a website because you've got social media, in my opinion, you are so wrong about that. Um, and I'm not going to say anything else. Just, yeah, watch it. I'm going to do a live Q&A with uh, the only music attorney I love, which is Aaron Jacobson, of course. Um, and that's from 2.30 to 3.45 on Monday, November 7th. Um, and then from 4.15 to 5.30, live uh, song feedback with Robin Frederick. Then on Tuesday... Uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, we're doing a repeat of a thing that I did last year with Dennis Sands, who's a friend of mine from like 40 years ago, um, who is one of the world's two leading mixers of major motion picture scores. Um, I mean, big time. Funny, who knew that 40 years ago, two friends of mine from my studio days would end up becoming the two, by far, the two busiest and most revered and Oscar-winning um, score mixers in, in the industry. So Dennis Sands is one of those two guys, and he's doing a thing that we ran last year that was amazing, how to mix orchestrals. Even though um, you guys are mixing orchestrals for music libraries, um, the stuff, I've watched that thing twice now, the stuff that you will learn in there, absolutely applicable to your world. Um, then I've got um, a lady named Pat Weaver, who is the co-head of music production at BMG Production Music Library. Um, she used to be a taxi screener probably 10 years ago for about three years, I believe, and she is part of the taxi family. Um, has done very well for herself. She was head music supervisor for all of the Discovery Network. I think it was Discovery a few years ago. Um, she's been around the block, really knows her stuff. Very bright lady with a lot of experience. Um, so she's going to do um, an hour and 15 minutes with me called Succeeding in Sync, the Music Library's Perspective with Pat Weaver. Then Jason Bloom's Songwriting Power Tools for 2022. Um, and then uh, a really cool video. Uh, do you guys know who David Foster is? I think you probably do. David Foster endorses uh, Master Writer. And, and so we're repeating the Master Writer that they, so many people think don't really know. It's like Taxi. They don't know what Taxi does exactly and how we do it. They don't know what Master Writer does and how it does it. And so David Foster did a nice little preamble to the thing that we ran last year and we're running it this year. Um, and then I am re-interviewing Keith LeBrant, um, who couldn't make it to the Road Rally this year. About a month or two ago, I did a thing with him on how many tracks do you need to earn a full-time sync income. 
and the audio was just horrible. He was having, we tried like three or four different microphones. Nothing was working that day. I actually bought one of these, an Audio-Technica USB mic, and sent it to Keith and said, here you go, plug that puppy in. Let's redo that panel. So we're redoing that for the rally sequels. And then finally, we're going to close out on Tuesday evening, November 8th, starting at 5.45, going till 6.45, with Jai Josephs doing a thing called How to Turn a Good Idea into a Great Song. Um, he's a great teacher, so uh, I've watched about 15 minutes of that. Amazing. Um, uh, what else do I want to tell you? Uh, we haven't sent out the email. Um, I had Liz build a list. Remember I said that if the Road Rally was live and in person this year, that we would do a get-together of people who were regulars at the quarantining happy hour. Um, Liz put together a list, I believe, of about 60 people. If you popped in every once in a while, you know, like once every 10 days, you might not have made the list. There was a core of people that were there a lot, like three, four, five times a week. Um, and, and we became like the support community for each other during COVID. It was a lot of fun. Um, and we became close. Uh, we really got to know a lot about each other and people got to know about the coyotes and the other stuff in my backyard, the gophers, and my giant, remember the giant zucchini? I mean, this big, this big, I tell you. Um, I miss the quarantinis too, I do. I think about them a lot. Anyway, so we are doing a little private, like reunion for the quarantini people, probably just for an hour or so. Um, you got to see Rob Shirelli's chimney, you did. Um, Andre, I can't believe that you're not gonna be there. Dude, uh, hold on a minute. I'm going to solve this problem. I'm going to send my private jet to you and fly you to the road rally. <laughs> it's rather large for a private jet. I believe it's a triple seven, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Andre, find a way, my brother. You got to come. Anyway, so we're doing that. Um, it's going to be behind closed doors. It's going to be private. We're not trying to be snooty about it or anything. It's just we don't want people coming in there and uh, that weren't part of the experience. Um, I did get vaccinated, but honestly, I was very much on the fence, but I had to go to Israel for something that I couldn't miss. I can't remember what it was. And the only way I could get there was to be vaccinated. So I did get vaccinated. Uh, where is the quarantini list? It's not anywhere. Um, you will get an email, Nancy. Um, and I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll be on it. Don't worry. I, I don't know that for a fact. I'm pretty sure it will be. Um, and we are going to ask people not to bring like, oh, this is my friend who came with me. It's only going to be an hour or so. It's for us to meet each other. We don't want to introduce other people who weren't part of the experience. So we're going to be a little selfish about that. Um, <laughs> Anna Coat goes political. Bibi, God bless him. Um, I won't argue that with you.
Yeah, but the, uh, Pat Ward said, I got double vaccinated and triple boosted. I want to be protected as I can. And yet, I just heard something over the weekend. Um, you know, they're pushing this the, the new booster that covers the original and Omicron. Uh, weren't the last two boosters supposed to cover Omicron, I thought? And anyway, um, and now the CDC is admitting that eh, the boosters, it's like, yeah, you're not going to get quite as sick. But remember in the beginning, it's like, you know, get the vaccine, protect those around you because you can't spread COVID if you've gotten um, the vaccine. Turns out the CDC backed off of that. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not passing any judgment or making any critical statements so much as who the hell knows what to believe anymore. So you hear something and it sounds like, oh, that makes sense. That's believable. That's official. I'm going with it. And then you find out a month or two later, oh, not, not so official, not so true, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know what to tell you. I, I just don't know who, who to believe anymore. Um, Now I'm worried about RSV. I don't know what RSV is. Bill Vincent. <laughs> uh, here, I'll do a tour. I'm 100% certain that I could get us a tour. What's the name of the studio in Vienna, Austria that's owned by um, Vienna String Library? Um, here, let's find out. What's the name of the scoring stage in Vienna, Austria, owned by Vienna String Library? Synchron Stage. Google that, Bill. Um, Synchron Stage. Um, and, and yeah, I can get us a tour there. So uh, once again, we can all hop on my private jet right after the rally and fly right over. Um, Greg Carosa points out things change on data. Yeah, they do. That's true. But they come out and they say stuff as if it's a fact. And then the data comes out and it turns out that what they said as presented as factual, eh, not so factual. But we've got data now. Okay, that's okay. I get it. No, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic, Bill Vincent, at all. It's just, it's a, a big order, especially to organize it now two days before the event starts or three days. Um, You don't trust my flying skills? Come on, I can run an SSL. I can fly that thing. <laughs> Convalescent blood plasma saved a friend. Figured he had 24 hours left. Well, thank God for that. Uh, Anna Cote, uh, any song you want for the Robin Frederick CD. It doesn't have to be something you submitted elsewhere. You'd love to see SSL as a sponsor. Me too. Uh, unfortunately, I used to actually be really good friends with the, the chief executive officer of SSL um, back in the 80s. Uh, went out to dinner with him and his wife. I still talk to him, actually, after all these years. Um, I do miss my SSL. 
I don't know. You know, if I inherited like a million dollars tomorrow after taxes, because um, that's like a, a 48 to 56 input SSL or Neve is going to be somewhere in the ballpark of a half a million to a million dollars, depending. Um, as much as I loved my SSL, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. I mean, it, uh, that thing made me feel so good when I'm sitting behind it. Just so easy to understand the routing and make stuff happen and come up with cool new ways to make stuff. And it sounded great. Old Neves, like, you know, can't, you can't beat the sound of a Neve transformer, but overall, SSLs just sounded great. And, and the old Neves that sounded that good, a lot of glitches. Like you push a button, crunch. Almost every button went crunch. Um, although for years I worked on an MCI console and I had to keep a can of Kremlin, which was kind of like contact cleaner with WD-40 mixed in, constantly spraying it into the fader slots, pulling out channel cards and and putting Kremlin on the, on the contact points that slid into the rails down below. Um, Yeah, old Neve like the one Andrew Shep. I saw Andrew Shep's interviewed a couple of weeks ago. I thought he was a really good guy to interview. Why no streaming of any road rally sessions this time? We've never streamed any before other than the two years where we did it entirely virtual. Um, it costs so much money. Um, the bandwidth for streaming, not so expensive. The video crew, like a pro video crew, you can't do something at the road rallies level kind of half-assed. Uh, you know, you can't show up with your phone and hold it up in the front row and stream it from your phone. I guess you could, but people would be like, wow, that was wonky. The phone was wobbly. Signal was intermittent. The picture sucked, blah, blah, blah. Um, to do it right, it cost us, I want to say $6,700 to have one guy and his equipment work with us for the three days of the rally last year. Now imagine during the rally at the Westin, we've got the ballroom going, sometimes with as many as five panelists. You can't just have one camera looking at five panelists. You've got to have a camera for audience reaction or audience questions, a panel, uh, a camera on the moderator, yours truly. Uh, you have to have one camera for a wide shot of the whole panel, another camera, two cameras actually, one that's on the, the one shot of the person talking now, and another one that's going to go to the next person that's going to answer a question so you can alternate between those two shots. Um, you know, we priced it out. I can't remember. It's 2021, I think. It's going to be something like $20,000 a day um, for a free conference. So, yeah, if I could charge you guys $500 a ticket, I would spring for that. Um Pat Wara says, I've said it before and I'll say it again, the Road Rally is the best run conference I've ever been to of any kind. And I've been to tons of tech conferences. Thank you, Pat. 
we work really, really, really hard at getting every little detail. And I'm sure we still miss a million, but we fake it really well. We cover them up, but we get so much right because the staff just comes together. And, uh, you know, for the first couple of months, it's me doing the panels in the ballroom, coming up with what they are, who's on them, and then working out, putting the puzzle pieces together. So like I said earlier, you don't have somebody doing a panel at 9.30 in the morning and then another panel at 6 in the evening, but yet they live locally and they'd have to go home and come back. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and Angel does her thing. And then, you know, during like the last two or three weeks before the rally, the rest of the staff gets very involved. And it's amazing how many little moving parts there are and details to take care of. Anyway, um, that's it. Uh, uh, thank you, Carol Nicodemi. Taxi's Road Rally far outweighs the rest. Wow, that makes me feel so good. Um, I mean, there's just no point in doing it not spectacularly well, right? Um, yeah, it's funny now when I go to other conferences, not even necessarily music-related conferences, but when I go to other conferences, um, I sit there, I I just know. I just sit there and bite my lip. I get it. Um, anyway, uh, I will see you guys uh, on Thursday afternoon at the rally. And uh, Andre, find a way, dude. Hitchhike. Make it happen. I want you there. Um that's it. Good night, everybody. See you. Oh, I, I will see you back online next Monday for what will be like eight hours of uh, Taxi TV in the form of the Taxi Road Rally sequels. Sequels. Oh, I'll give you a clue about the Road Rally. In a world. There you go. There's your clue. Bye, you guys. Whoa. My music's not playing. That's weird. All right. Well, my little music box is frozen. Bye. 10-4. Over and out. See you guys. That is... Oh, I know why. Do I know why? I hear it. Weird. Okay. Bye, you guys. <laughs>